Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem. So I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please let me know if it helped you. Isaiah 52 and 53, good news in the epic prophecy fulfilled by Jesus. These next scripture verses can be called the gospel according to Isaiah. These words were written seven centuries before Jesus fulfilled them, 200 years before crucifixion was invented by the Persians, and 500 years before the Romans adapted it as their main form of capital punishment. Isaiah describes in great detail what Jesus experienced in his trial, torture, and crucifixion. Ironically, maybe many Jewish groups eliminate Isaiah 53. Some say it's not Jesus, but Israel is talking about. No, no way. However, many a Jew in reading this chapter with sincere open hearts have believed in Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Messiah. I pray that this living word of God will touch your heart and your soul. Let's dig in. And we're starting where we left off in chapter 52. The Lord's suffering servant. Starting in verse 13. See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted. But many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured. He seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. And he will cleanse many nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence. Those who have never been told about him will see, and those who have never heard of him will understand. And I pray that for you right now. Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up 
in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows, our sickness, our diseases that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers. He did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away, humiliated and received no justice. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal and he was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, eternity, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. All means all. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier, but he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. The end of Isaiah 53. How can this suffering be good news? Well, somebody had to pay for our sins and that person was Jesus. The essence of sin, well, we are far apart from God. We don't go to church, don't read the Bible, don't pray. We rebel against God, do the exact opposite of his commandments. We seek to please ourselves rather than God, pride, vanity, lust, gluttony, etc. The sin-bearing servant, Jesus' external experience was nothing extraordinary. He blended in with the population of Israel, yet it was his heart, mood, mild-mannered character, truth and honesty that was beautiful. He was the spotless lamb led to slaughter, quiet, didn't argue, didn't stand up for himself. He took it all without uttering a word. He was beaten beyond recognition. John in Revelation 5, 6 writes, then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered. The Messiah will cleanse the nations, not just Israel, but the whole world. 
Christ, John 3, 16 and 17. Jesus quoted Isaiah 53, 1 and John 12, 38. You can go look these chapter verses up. He was rejected. The same people who cheered for him as King and Messiah on Palm Sunday yelled, crucify him on Friday. He was wounded, pierced in his hands, feet, head, and side. God's justice demanded that someone pay for the world's sin. His mercy, grace, and love provided the redemption through his son. Jesus was whipped severely by those stripes. We are healed, healed from the disease and sickness of sin. Peter wrote in 1 Peter 2, 24, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. It was all planned, ordained by God. Hebrews chapter 12, 2 states, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Lastly, Jesus was crucified among thieves, criminals, rebels. Luke 23, 39, um, uh, uh, there Luke writes about this account. Um, Again, chapter 23, starting in verse 39. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Notice Jesus didn't say to the criminal, but first you must go through purgatory and further cleanse yourself. No, purgatory doesn't exist. It was an invention of the Roman Catholic Church. And if you click on over to my blog, you can read all about that. I did a deep dive in the history of the Catholic Church to figure out who invented this and why. And you're not going to like it but it's the truth because he jesus bore our sins on the cross we can be called righteous redeemed and saved if we stay in christ there is nothing for god to judge by faith in him we are safe and saved once saved always saved hallelujah jesus didn't suffer torture and die so we could have religion he died so he could have a relationship with you. Simply just believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins, stop sinning, do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized to show the world and yourself that you have died for your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. And for further study over in my blog, I've got in the bottom, I've got links to the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Matthew, and the Gospel of John that I've done studies for. 
And of course, I got Handel's Messiah. Oh, we like sheep. Singing that. And then um, another interesting, it's a newer song by Casting Crowns, obviously, called Scars in Heaven. Beautiful song. Um, and um, um, I was thinking I had another one down here, but I didn't. Okay, Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that would be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, but know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20 to 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. 
If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.